Grab hold of your Bibles and let's go to the book of Luke chapter 1, verse number 5. And uh, we're going to read from there. Hallelujah. And we're going to go into the word of the Lord. Uh, before we read the word of the Lord together, though, you know, it is beautiful to see young people fresh out of college uh, just begin to live their dreams or chase their dreams. Have you ever seen somebody chasing their dream, what they look like in the beginning? They're excited. You know, as a musician, I've seen many young folks, you know, there was a time music was something that was so hard to do because you had to spend so much money to be able to make a song but nowadays you can literally walk into a music store and purchase a, a, a software like Pro Tools or Logic and you can come home and it's beautiful to see young people who have the dream of being a musician get their laptop together and they make their beats and they got their little mic and they, they're singing and in their mind they're going to be the greatest artists of all time come on some of you were there. Hallelujah. It's beautiful to see somebody who graduated from college and start their career. Uh, a dream of maybe being a teacher and to love children. And on the first day, they're a first-time teacher. You, you know the first-time teachers. They come in and they decorate the class extra. And they got candy on every desk and a special note written to all... Some of y'all are laughing because y'all are like around the 10th year and you, we're going to get to y'all in a minute. But you see the excitement, the, the dream in them. They believe that they're going to make a change. They believe that they are now entering the system that everybody talks so bad about. But because they are here, a child, they're going to raise up a president in their classroom. It's beautiful to see dreamers, you know, people who get married when they were dating, hallelujah. You see them in the dating stage, all dressed up, looking nice, banaka, <laughs> to make your breath smell proper, hallelujah, because you don't want it to jump out and bite somebody's nose like lobster, okay, all right, um, but, but when you, when, you know, you in the dating stage, you, you're in love and you got butterflies and, and you're playing songs. You know, you jump in the car, you are my African queen. <laughs> There's a specific guy that I know played that song for a lady when they were dating. I said, you played that song. The thing was, she wasn't African though, but I was kind of confused. He said, I just wanted to play something for her that love. And then they get married and they walk down the aisle. They spend so much money on that wedding. <laughs> Hallelujah. Money upon money. And they walk down the aisle and everything is right. The bridesmaid must march in a certain way. The song must play out a certain way. And everything must be what it is. And the, the, the wedding reception. And they got big dreams. This is going to be the wedding. This is going to be the marriage. The children that will come from here. This family is going to be great. At the beginning of something, you can tell people really believe 
in what it is they're getting into. They really believe that they can make a difference in that classroom. They really believe this marriage is going to be the best thing in their life. They really believe that this career, they believe that, the, that, that everything they're putting their hands to is going to work and prosper. But how many of you have ever met this brother by the name of life? Brother life, come on, come on. Somebody say, hello, brother life. Brother life comes along in that classroom on the first day. And brother life sits in the front and says, teacher, shut up. And brother life is sitting somewhere in the classroom and the teacher's talking and, oh, you know, she got a lesson plan and she's trying to teach in paper in the back of the head. Brother life. And so around the fifth year of teaching, they call up and say, come decorate your classroom. She bring one poster. Something happens. And that same couple that was excited about marriage. Come on. How many of y'all are married and still excited? Yeah, that's because y'all got to go home in the car together. I understand. I know how it works. Hallelujah. Something happened around that fifth year. No more banaka. <laughs> it's more like... How can I live with this person for the rest? Every day I got to deal with you and your habits? Yeah. And the person who was making music, oh, he worked so hard on his single. I mean, he, you know, he crafted his bars. Come on, y'all. He intricately, he, he hung the mic all types of position to get the best sound. Come on, musicians. See, if you ain't never did none of that, just quit right now. If you don't know, if you do music, you don't know about none of that, just stop. Hallelujah. And he hung the mic in different, and, he, and then he, oh man, he worked so hard. He mixed it 20 times to get the perfect mix. Then when he got the perfect mix, he sent it off to master in, and he sent it. 30 times to be mastered because he heard Kanye mastered his song 50 times. So he just feel like I got to master it 50 times to be like Kanye. And he did it. And, and then he came and he said, oh, I'm about to drop this joint. He went on Instagram, dropping midnight. Midnight, he was there. In the morning, he had two spins on Spotify. He was like, they, they, they just don't know yet. It's because they were sleeping. By six months, he got four spins. He pushing a strong 10 spins on Spotify. And so the next time he begins to record, after two years, it's like, man, real estate look good. Might sell house. Something happens. Brother life shows up. And reality hits. I wish I could tell you that everything you plan is going to go exactly as you plan, but can I be the bad guy today? It's never going to go the way you plan. There's going to be roadblocks. 
It's going to be somebody who's going to hate on you. But not all of them are haters. Some of them are telling the truth. It really isn't good. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> if I were to talk to you for the next couple of minutes, I want to talk to you from the subject. Help me to believe again. Help me to believe again. Because something happens as you live that attacks what once was. And when that passion and that fire dies, you merely just exist. You become a train sleeper. Wake up at your exact stop. And there's no joy to your life. I want you to know the God that we serve did not create you to just exist, but to live. You know, most people, when you talk to them, they always say, believers, yo, man, yo, we got to be ready to die for God. You see what the government is doing? They coming for us. So we got to be ready. Illuminati want my mind. So we got to be ready to die for God. He would rather you live for him. Chances are we're not going to have a bullet, aim it, a gun aimed at our head, threatening our faith. But what he's asking is every day, if you seek me, you will find me. Come on, somebody. I want to go to my text, but before we do that, can we pray over the word of the Lord? Y'all with me today? Amen. Hallelujah. Father, I thank you for your word. It is blessed. And I just pray that you would allow me to say whatever it is you deposited in my heart. Give me clarity. And let your people, Lord Jesus, leave this place inspired and transformed. For you know, Father, Lord inspiration is nothing without application and if we don't apply your word father we will never receive the transforming power that it brings so God we ask that we just don't hear it and rejoice over it but we really let it take root and bring change in our lives in Jesus name we are in the Christmas season. In the book of Luke chapter 1 verse number 5. It says this. In the time of Herod, king of Judea, there was a priest named Zechariah. Who belonged to the priestly division of Abijah. 
His wife, Elizabeth, was also a descendant of Aaron. But watch this now, y'all. Watch this. Both of them were righteous in the sight of God, observing all the Lord's commands and decrees blamelessly. That's a big compliment for the Bible to write of your life that you are righteous and blameless in God's sight. Come on, somebody. Come on. How many of you that would be written of you? Not one person said amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now, both of them were righteous and blameless in his sight. But look at the next verse, what it says. But they were childless. Because Elizabeth was not able to conceive. Now, 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 that's one problem. She couldn't conceive. Then another problem. And even if she gained the ability, the season has passed because now they were both very. Oh, I feel like preaching. Hallelujah. Oh. It's one thing to, to have the, 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 the potential be stifled. It's another thing for the season to pass too. You're dealing with a double strike now. You, you know, it's like when I, I was playing basketball. I used to practice on a milk crate. And I really thought I was going to make it to the NBA to play for the Knicks. I found out that I could play for that team. Anybody could play for that team. Anybody could play for that team. <laughs> and I used to shoot on a milk crate, but the milk crate was attached to a metal fence. So every time you bank it on the, the, the metal fence, the, the wire mesh across the street, There'd be no bouncing off of the ball. It would just go bang and drop in. So I made every shot. Until I tried out. And it had a real backboard. <laughs> real rim and nothing. And uh, you know, so I really had to go practice. But then the season passed. You got older. And one day I felt. You, you know how I knew my season was up playing basketball? One day I was playing basketball with these young boys. And I said, I'm about to show these dudes. Little dude, because little dudes could dribble because the, the ground right here. <laughs> when you tall, you got to wait. <laughs> you bounce, you dribble, you be like, that's why we steal that from you. So stay focused, Pastor Rich. You got to preach a message. Hallelujah. But one day I was playing with these guys and I said, I'm going to show them. And I came down the court and I was doing a spin move in my head. I was going to bring it back here and then bring it back over. But it was in my head. My body didn't get the memo. So my whole body was spinning mentally and going that way. But the rest of the body said, no, we. I'll just come out of that. 
Elizabeth and Zachariah had a problem. They couldn't have a child. What do you do when everything inside of you is built with the potential and the purpose to have a child, but you can't? She's a woman. In that society, you were expected to have a child. Not only that, uh, 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 the years are now piling up. They're married, and she's not having a child. And, and everything inside her, that's what women supposed to do, right? They, they have the ability to have babies. That's what one of the things that make women special. And so here's everybody in the neighborhood having a baby. And she can't. And then the years pass. And what happened? Even if she could now, they're old. Here's my first point to you. The Bible says of these two people, they were blameless. Blameless does not mean without troubles. People think automatically if I serve Jesus, there won't be issues. That is the biggest lie you will ever hear if you follow Jesus. I apologize for every preacher who told you, come to Christ and it'll be problem free. Jesus himself said, in this world, you will have trouble. But he doesn't stop there. He says, but take, take heart, for I have overcome the world. So what is he saying? He's saying you're going to have trouble, but I'm with you in the storm. You're going to have storms, but in the boat you could be asleep like I was. Come on, somebody. You're going to have giants, but I'll give you a sling and a rock. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. You're going to be in a pit, but your end result can be a palace if you hold on to me. It's not the absence of trouble. So sometimes, you know, sometimes we get ourselves into trouble because we live foul. I ain't got a sermon for you today other than repent, but I want to talk to people who has been living and walking with the Lord and doing the right thing, but when you look over your shoulder there's still an issue that has been going on for years and years and years and years and it's not changing and your season has passed and you are in a place now where you you don't know what's going to happen let me tell you something this is very important for you to understand if you're going to be a, a believer a christian christianity 101 being a Christian does not mean without trouble and you need to have the right expectation let me tell you why because if you have the wrong expectancy then you'll have the wrong preparation listen to this wrong expectancy leads to wrong preparation so 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 watch this if I if I if my expectancy is that I will never have problems then my preparation will indicate that and when problems come because I don't have the right preparation I'm in trouble come on somebody I'm going that applies to everything in your life today wrong expectancy of marriage will lead to wrong preparation and when you get into marriage it'll show what type of preparation you have when you're single, you better be preparing for marriage. You know how many people come to me and say, Pastor, do you do marriage? And then come back and say, you do divorce? 
when that musician sits to get into the music, wrong expectancy. See, his expectancy was, I'm going to blow up once I drop this first single. Nobody told him that everything in life comes with hard work. Nothing comes overnight. So he never prepared that the fact is your first song, nobody would care. You never prepared that in the marriage, this is actually an individual where the two of you are trying to be one. How does that even happen? One? Sherry's like five. I don't know which Sherry I'm dealing with on, on, on which day. That's not true. I love you, Sherry. I love you. You're great. Can I get some help? You can be assistant pastor next week. <sighs> Elevate that brother. The only one that stood with me. No, no, no. If you got the wrong expectation, you're going to have the wrong preparation. And let me tell you this. Don't you ever ask God for a next level. If you're not preparing and your expectancy ain't right. Because here's another point that I want to make to you. The next level only amplifies deficiencies in the current level. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me today. So, so, so you walking around because you got a little boo. You, 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 uh, Instagram showing out. We in love. We went to dinner. He bought me steak. Don't worry. Wedding gonna show. The marriage gonna really show if that steak is that good. The next level amplifies what was or wasn't done in the current level. Come on, somebody, talk to me in this place. And you see, the thing is, the thing is, we enter into these things in our lives and we put false expectancy. You have to have a real expectancy. You have to know that disappointments will come. You have to know that life will happen. You have to know that things will come against you. And if you know that, then you can prepare for that. What happens? The boxer who stays in the ring, he knows that, listen, I want to knock him out in the first round. But the possibility is he might be that good that I got to do this for 12 so I don't run one mile I run 20 and 30 miles before I even get in the ring so that I could last that's the thing about Kobe Bryant that that everybody love they said before you even wake up to go to work Kobe already took 2,000 shots I did but it was on a crate You, you understand what I'm saying your preparation will indicate what you're expecting. Anybody who's expecting to be a doctor in the future right now is studying medical material. Anybody who wants to be a lawyer is studying law material. Anybody who wants to be a teacher is gearing themselves up for that. What you are doing today is showing what you're expecting tomorrow. Oh my goodness. So what are you doing today? Waking up at 2 o'clock in the day? Sitting on the phone arguing? First thing you do, scroll Instagram? Okay. Don't ever expect the lives of the pictures you see on Instagram if your preparation today is not leading to the future you want. Come on, somebody. Wrong expectancy leads to, uh, leads to wrong preparation. And the next level amplifies the deficiencies of your current level. Look at this. Let's go back to the scripture. Good people... 
with a problem. They couldn't have a baby. They were childless and not able to conceive. And they were both very old. Once when Zachariah's division was on duty and he was serving as priest before God, he was chosen by Lot. And if I had time, chosen by Lot, Lot is chance, chosen is different. He wasn't, oh, I leave that alone. He was chosen by Lot according to the custom of the priesthood to go into the temple of the Lord and burn incense. And when the time for burning of incense came, all the assembled worshipers were praying outside. Then an angel of the Lord appeared to him. Then, and then, then, there's coming a then moment. Oh, come on, somebody. For the believer who's been holding on to Jesus, I came to tell you there's a then coming. And look at this. The Bible says, then an angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing at the right side of the altar of incense. When Zachariah saw him, he was startled and gripped with fear. But the angel said to him, do not be afraid, Zachariah. Your prayers has been heard. Here's my next point. God answers if I ain't said nothing on this stage, if you a believer, that should make you rejoice. God answers prayers. God answers prayers. God answers prayers. God answers prayers. The problem is, are you praying? Because I want you to know the God we serve when you pray, he hears. He hears. Heaven is not shut up. And listen, these are people that had an issue from the time they got married young, lived to an old age, and the answer didn't come. Do you have the patience in God? Can you hold on for the prop? Come on, somebody. Can't. See, the problem is we quit halfway and stop praying and saying this don't work. But to the people who keep praying, every day to the mother that keeps praying for that child everybody gave up on your child and said there'll never be anything but you're still praying there is coming a zen moment in your life where the bible says god answers prayers god answers prayers that business will get a breakthrough that home will be joyous again that oh my gosh who am i talking to again god will restore what the enemy tried to steal whatever this pandemic tried to take from God's people God is able to turn it around because God answers prayers he said if my people would humble themselves in prayer the angel said to him Zechariah imagine God shows up and sends Gabriel to your house and says don't be startled. God heard every night when you went to sleep in tears. Words couldn't express what you feel, but tears expressed it. Every night you asked them to take the pain of what they did and the bitterness put you in a corner that you were scared to ever try again. And God shows up and said, every time you cried and you felt alone, I heard your prayers. 
when the operation didn't go the way as planned and your life changed dramatically and you thought I forgot I was in the operating room and I saw what happened and I am able to turn your life around I have heard oh my who am I talking to today I have heard your prayers the angel said that how would you react I know what I'd do. I'd dropkick Sevy. <laughs> Be like, Sev, what's up? Bow. No, I'm joking. Because Sevy would kick me right back. I'd be like, Dad, hold this one. All right. It's a lot of fun in the Ishmael house. Let me tell you something. I would, I would run and scream all over. Or at least I think I would. At least I think I would. Let me see what this brother does. Don't be afraid, Zachariah. Your prayer has been heard. Your wife, Elizabeth, will bear you a son. And you are to call him John. Powerful name. He will be the joy and delight to you. You're going to get what you prayed for. Look at this. And many will rejoice because of his birth. For he will be great in the sight of the Lord. He will never take wine. Come on, somebody. So I want to talk to you today about all this drinking that believers. He will never take wine. Or other. Because we believe when we mix it up. It make it okay because it have a sweet drink with it. <laughs> and he will be filled. Which parent don't want their baby to be filled? <laughs> I, I thought I'd have had at least four parents right now saying, yes, Lord. I, you know, we pray, Lord, save them. His message was, from birth, the boy going to be filled with, oh, hallelujah. Hallel God, hallelujah. I don't got to put oil on his head every day. He coming out with the oil. So much oil that when Jesus was in the other wound and the two mothers met, they leaped inside and start having church. First time they met, they were both in water. Second time we see them again, they were in water. These are the water brothers. Splash brothers. Like that. Like that. Because you know there's another that's going to break the record right at the Knicks home court. He will be filled with the Spirit even before he is born. He will bring back many of the people of Israel to the Lord their God. And he will go on before the Lord in the spirit and power of Elijah. To turn the hearts of the parents to the, ch uh, uh, the hearts of their parents. Where am I? Parents to their children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the righteous. To make ready a people prepared for the Lord. 
Zachariah should have been on an organ, should have been tearing the, the synagogue up right now. He should have been coming out with incense, just pouring it on people, just, just on the next level. But no, this is years and years of the same problem. This is somebody who started excited. And instead of being excited, this is what he said. Zechariah asked the angel, how can I be sure of this? First of all, it's an angel, homeboy. How often do you see Gabriel? He said, how could I be sure of this? I am an old man and my wife is well along in years. How could I be sure of this? What's happening to him here? Listen to this point. Our circumstance and experience can begin to shape the way we speak. What he is saying is an indication of what he's been through. You can tell a lot about people by what they are saying. You can tell who's still stuck at 16 by the way they speak. You can tell the brothers who've never grown up. Yesterday, I, I got a new revelation of that scripture that says, when I was a child, spoke as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. Come on, somebody. You can tell where a person is by the words that are coming out of their mouth. You can tell who's still bitter. You can tell who's still stuck at the divorce. You can tell who's still angry at mom. You can tell who can't let go because it ain't about five minutes into the conversation and they already are bringing it up. And I want to show you something today. Bring, 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 bring my, bring my, bring my thank you bag that they don't give out in stores anymore. I'm trying to be messing you up, bro. I got my two jars. Give me one of them water bottles. I got two of them. Let me show you something. This is your life. know that about me this your life and you think when the angel came to Zachariah this is how he was but Zachariah wasn't that Zachariah sat down at one point in his life and he had big dreams and the first disappointment hit him and when the first disappointment hit him it poisoned them a little bit. How many of you going to drink this? What is it? <laughs> this is what happens to us. And there was a time when you could have sp spoke pure. But now you start speaking from your failures. Half of the times people who talk bad about people who are successful, it's not that the successful person is really doing anything wrong. 
is that you didn't do what you're supposed to to get to where they are. And you're not speaking because they're wrong. You're speaking because this is what you look like. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me in this place. Your experiences shapes you and you begin to speak based on where you're from. Mama never looked out for you. Family problems. Poison. Who is my family? Jesus said, who's my mother? So therefore, who's my mother? I don't have a mother. You ain't Jesus. You have a mother. Divorce. And you speak from the point of view of where you hurt. The reality is not this. But because this is what's inside you. All that will ever come out is what's in here. This is why the word of God says be not conformed to the patterns of the world. But be transformed and renew this. Because as long as this is corrupt. You're always going to speak corrupt. Think corrupt, move corrupt, and you're going to attract corrupt people. When you speak, it shows what you really are. And then poison people begin to. This one had a baby. And is going to raise this baby. can't be serious I'm looking at everybody looking <laughs> yeah and every time you get poison poison church hurt church hurt and more and more poison and poison on poison poison then when the song go poison you know how many Christians are living like this so it's no wonder when the angel of the Lord came to him he wasn't running anywhere. He wasn't excited. What he's really telling the angel is this is what I look like inside, bro. And I just can't be this anymore. And let me tell you something. You got to be careful who you let speak to you. Because there's a lot of people that are, I remember I had a friend used to always call me when I was top five dead or alive. I'm nice. Um, and every time he called me, he would tell me about all the musicians who didn't like me. And every time he called me, he poured a little bit of him in me. I'd be big mad. He, what he said about me? He said that about me? Wait till I see him at a concert. I don't even know if the guy said that. I never even called the guy to verify. And that's what a lot of us do in our lives. We're a bunch of gossiping people who hear stuff. Be careful that the people that are meant to lead you, let me tell you, the, the number one people the enemy will want you to be poisoned because you can't receive from somebody you view like this. And the enemy would love nothing more than to poison you about what you think about your pastor. <laughs> he, 
He would love to poison you about what you think about your parents, about what you think about those that are put in your life to mentor you, about what you think about. You got people telling people about their people look at other people's divorce and because they divorce. They trying to convince you you should leave yours. Devil is a liar and they poison you. And now when you come to church, you can't receive the word of God because something somebody said. You know what I learned in Bible school? Verify before you testify. And that's why a lot of people don't like to tell me anything. Because my number one thing is, and my wife does this on 10th level. Before you tell me about the person, know that I will tell them. You a snitch? Yes. Six, nine. I will. That's for the streets. The rest of y'all don't get that. Don't worry about it. This is New York. Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I will tell everything you're about to say because how do I know you ain't lying? And if the person's not here to defend himself... Why would I walk around with your poison? And now I'm thinking like you. No, 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 no. You get one mind. You get one. This here is your marketing, branding, your, your, this is your greatest gift. This is your tool. This is your engine. This is, this God put this in your head. This is what's going to take you through life. So when it comes to this, not any, I'm sorry, you could be mad at me. Not everybody could have access anymore to this. Oh, no. Because you're going to leave me looking. And the more you pour it out on me, you get in therapy, you get in less, I get my, see this thing, that's not right. I big poisoner, you little bit poison. You see this? Let me tell you something. You got to be careful because our circumstances shape us. And the people that God has put in your life to receive from, don't let nobody put any poison there. Any confusion there, you clear it up. If you got a brother that you've been good with for so long and somebody tell you something, go to them. If you've got a parent, go to them. You got a co-worker, go to them. Don't throw away great relationships because of what a poison person said. And if you are poisoned, you don't want to continue like that because you're going to end up like Zachariah. Even when God says, I have answered your prayer and sent a whole angel for you, you still don't want to hear it. You are so used to poison that this is all you want to be. See why people don't change even in Christ? Let me tell you something. Look, look, look. And look at this. The Bible says this. This is what he said, right? He said, how could I be sure? I'm an old man. My wife is well along in years. And the angel said, the angels responded to him. Listen to what the angel said. This is how you're going to know because I'm Gabriel, bro. See, I said that a minute ago. He was thinking just like me. He was like, wait a minute. 
Like you need more than me? I'm not only Gabriel, but look at where I sit. He said, I'm Gabriel and I stand in the presence of God. And I have been sent. Bro, I have like, like when I'm not here. In this earth. I am with God. Like, like if God got a right hand man, I'm, 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 I'm there, bro. And he asked me to come. T- he asked me personally to deliver this message to you. He didn't send it through a parking lot prophet. The angel came. Look. But you will be silent. And not be able to speak. Until the day it happens. Because you did not believe my words. Which will. This is grace right here. You didn't believe, but it will come true. Come on, somebody. It will come true at the appointed time. Listen to this, y'all. Relationship can turn into religion and ritual if you're not careful. This man, the Bible starts off by saying he's righteous and blameless, but now he don't believe. Wait a minute, how can a blameless, righteous man end up being a faithless man? And I started my message by telling you about people with music careers and marriage and teacher dreams. But I want to get to the heart. This is true for people who start in Christianity. They come to church and the Lord touched them and they feel the presence of God. And when they were now saved, there wasn't a service you couldn't get them to stop attending. There wasn't a person they didn't want to preach to. There wasn't a time they didn't want to seek the Lord. And whenever they came to church and they saw new people, they would befriend new people because they wanted them to experience God. And they would be online talking about God. Everywhere they went was God, 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 God. But then life happened. And as life happened, and pandemics hit, and this hit, you didn't get the money, and this and Maybe I don't need to go to church and seek God as much. And after a while, the relationship with Christ is nothing but religion. You only come to church because it's Christmas and Easter. You only come to church because, man, I ain't been in a while, man. I got to go check God. kind of quiet could record an album in here so quiet and you come and the worship singers are singing you know how to look holy lift your hands and worship this ain't worship that's your face there's no relationship there Who am I talking to in this house? Imagine if I go away for a long time and I come back from a trip and Sherry's missing me and she said, honey, I love you. I miss you. And she puts her arms out to talk to me and I stand at the door and I'm like, 
After that, she'd be like, bro, can you talk? <laughs> Worship is when you begin to say, God, I need you in my life. God, I might be empty right now, but fill me. God, I don't care who's in this room. You know me. You know everything about me, and I still love you. And the parts of me that are dying, bring them back to life. You are my God. You are my strength. The enemy will not have his way. That's worship. And you know how many believers don't do that? Sister Stacy, better sing Maverick City today. Or I ain't worshiping. I worship or you could come and sing. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And they go, I got him on my. You see? You see? They ready to go. It don't matter the sound or the song. If you are focused on the way we worship, then you're worshiping the way we worship. Oh, my God. But there's coming a time when the worshipers will worship in spirit and in truth. Who am I talking to in this house today? Come on, somebody. Where are the worshipers at in this house? Come on, who am I talking to in this house? When you leave the building, the worship continues. In the mall, the worship continues. You give him praise, not because of the things he's going to do, but because of what he's already done. Ain't nothing going to ever trump the cross. Satan, you could take whatever you want from me, but you can't touch the blood. Hallelujah. You can't touch the cross. You can't touch that. My, oh, my gosh. Who am I talking to? Hallelujah. And there are so many people that come to church and it's nothing but religion. I want to warn you that the depression that is hitting so many will hit you too if your devotional life is not intact. Why? How do you know that? Because the enemy tried to bring me in depression. No man is exempt. Hallelujah. Elijah got depressed. Uh, 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 John the Baptist was in a jail saying the same born of the spirit said, are you the one or should I look for another? He asked that to Jesus, the same baby. You can get depressed when your circumstance and John the Baptist spoke from his situation. And Jesus spoke from his. He said, go tell him that you've seen blind eyes open. And you saw. Man, I know y'all ready to go home, but oh, I told y'all I feel like preaching today. Hallelujah. I, it, it, and, oh my gosh. And let me tell you something. If your devotion life, what does that mean? It's cool to listen to podcasts. It's better to read the Bible. Oh, I just listened to this preacher and that preacher. Your favorite preacher ain't better than the B-I-B-L-E. Something about when you crack that word open and God speaks to you one-on-one. -on -one. And you can't say, oh, it's that preacher. No, it's the Bible. Oh, he just angry. No, it's the Bible. Come on. And worship music is cool to listen to, but turn it off and open your own mouth. And you begin. Don't let Instagram be the first thing you look at. Put your face in the book and you will experience a better verse than the metaverse.
told y'all I was top five. Y'all should buy that. Y'all, y'all should sow a seed after that. Sow a seed meet a need. Sometimes when God silences you, it's a good thing. Many people are in trouble in this room not because of what you didn't say, because of what you said. Right, Cherry? It's true. Watch your mouth. See, when you read the Bible, you read it all soft. Gabriel basically said, yo, my man. You disrespect. I'm Gabriel, bro. Like, this is like, I left the presence to come to you, and you're going to ask me how this You ain't going to be able to talk, bro. And the only time you're going to talk is when you start getting clean of the poison. And the way you're going to get clean is when you stop saying what you're saying from where you are and you begin to speak from where I am. And when you're going to speak is when you declare that his name will be what I said. John, you ain't going to speak again until you say what God says. Come on, somebody. And the Bible says this. Listen, look, if we jump ahead, the Bible says in Luke chapter 1, verse 57, when it was time for Elizabeth to have her baby, she gave birth to a son. Her neighbors and the relatives heard that the Lord had shown her great mercy, and they shared her joy. And on the eighth day, it came to the circumcision uh, 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 of the child, and they were going to name him after his father, Zachariah. But his mother spoke up and said, no, 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 he is to be called John. They said to her, there is no one among your relatives whose name is John. And then uh, they made signs to his father, you, you ain't talking nine months. You're going to talk now? He said, bring me a writing tablet. He couldn't even say this is. He had to say exactly what God said he's going to say. He couldn't speak until he, he said, bring me a writing tablet. You would think at this point his, so he began to write and he asked for the writing tablet to everyone's astonishment. He wrote, his name is John immediately. (laughs) Immediately the Bible says his mouth was open and his tongue was set free. And he begun to speak praise in God. You read the next verses to follow. This man begun to prophesy over his son in worship. This is the child. The bitterness was no longer there. He went from this to worship. Begun to praise. I close with this, y'all. I close with this. Ask God to help you believe again. And one of the ways you can do that is by saying what God says. I'm done. Join me, Carly. I'm done. Hallelujah. I'm done. There was an officer of the U.S. Navy who was the captain of a big U.S. Navy boat. And as he was sailing one night, he saw a bright light ahead of him. 
shining. And as big as his boat was, he was shining back a bright light. So the captain said, this man must move out of my way eventually. But the two of them kept coming closer and closer. And he noticed that the light that he saw ahead of him wasn't moving. So he got on the speaker and said, attention, whoever that is, this is captain such and such. And we are asking you to move your ship out of the way. The person got back on the loudspeaker on the other side. He spoke from where he was from. The other person's going to speak from where he's from. He picked up the loudspeaker and said, attention, captain. I'm afraid we will not move. You need to move your ship out of the way. The captain said, he must not know. The captain got on the, 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 the microphone and said, this is captain such and such. I have commanded this fleet. I have done this in the past. I hold these ranks and I have been sent here by the U.S. Uh, government and I'm commanding you from where I am to move out the way. The man on the loudspeaker responded, captain, we will not move. Because we are the lighthouse. We can't move. We're unmovable. We're the same. Yesterday. And I don't care what you've been through and what you command and where you come from in your life. Where I speak from is unmovable. And I don't care what happened in your past and what you've accomplished and what you failed and how headstrong you are and how fast you're coming at me. When you run up into me, know that where I speak from is unmovable. I am God. Oh my gosh. If God said something over your life, you can take it to the bank and cash that check. It will come to pass. If he said you the head and not the tail, you, oh, I don't know who I'm talking to in this place. If he said weeping may endure for a night, has anybody been weeping? I got good news for you. Here's the second part of the promise. Joy comes in the morning. Who am I talking to in this? I'm preaching better than y'all are worshiping. Come on, somebody. Who am I speaking to in this place? Hallelujah. If you going through it, he said, I will give you beauty for ashes. Joy for your sorrow. Hallelujah. He makes all things. How many of you are tired of the same old? This is what the Bible says. We serve a God who makes all things new. And if you've been tired in your Christianity and it's ritual, I came to tell you believe again there's a there's a pop song that says don't stop believing every time you hear that play in any place you gonna remember this message God says keep holding on keep trusting change is gonna come he hears your prayers your life will be better he is your God and he will never leave you North 
oh i feel like i feel like i gotta move on but i feel like somebody still ain't catch that in their spirit you still in ritual and religion you know the right thing to do is to say amen but i'm not looking for rituals i'm looking for somebody who caught it and you believe in it now get your life back right now in your praise get your life right back oh my gosh it's clicking to you that god has not left you it is not over it is not over it is not over let me tell you something I ain't worried about who ain't praising it ain't over it ain't over come on some, somebody needed to hear that in this building somebody got threatened by health issues it ain't over somebody walked out on you and you feel like your life is over it ain't listen there's ritual don't touch God religion don't touch God belief faith without faith it's impossible to please God God I worship you in this place can I get one or two of you to stand to your feet all over this room and just begin to lift your hands to heaven and begin to praise him hallelujah